So I think I know what happened to rock and roll. Woodstock 99. I just watched Trainwreck on Netflix, and it was so good. It was such a great story. I mean, it's a terrible story. Um, but it was so awesome to see it and um, to relive it and to remember it because I had forgotten about it. I mean, like, I know in my mind that it, it was a clusterfuck, you know, and I also remember... Pearl Jam not being there, so it wasn't something I was motivated to do. Because, um, I mean, you know, I was fucking, like, like 19, you know? 19, 20? And, I mean, of course I would have gone. Like, the bands, I mean, it's like, let's see. Mike Ness, Kid Rock, Corn, Red Hat Chili Peppers, DMX, Jewel, Limp Biscuit, Raid, Shell Crow, Alanis, Buck Cherry, County Crows, Buck Creed, Dave, is that Dave? That's not Dave. I don't know. Elvis Costello, Our Lady Peace, Muse, Oleander, Lit, The Roots, Insane Clown Posse, Moby, Tragically Hip, Everclear, Ice Cube, Bruce Hornsby, Chemical Brothers, Fatboy Slim, Willie Nelson, Brian Setzer, The Offspring, Live. George Clinton, G Love, The Special Sauce, Vertical Horizon, Seven Dust, Rusted Root, Mega Death, James Brown, Everlast, Collective Soul, Wyclef, Metallica, Jamiroquai, Godsmack, Bush, and John Entwistle. I mean, that's a shitload of bands. But none of them are as good as Pearl Jam. None of them motivated me to see Pearl Jam. I mean, to, to go to New York, to be a part of this thank fucking god even though you know it's like i'm sure it was a once in a lifetime experience for a lot of those people i mean i've seen bush they were so good they started their show with the um with the sopranos song like it was all lights went off and then they had these red siren lights started going and then the soprano song came on god it was so awesome and they were so good like singing little things in a small theater with gavin that was a highlight that was so fucking great um who else have i seen on this list you know so they had great rock and roll i mean rage is amazing um you know but there's no one that that there's no one like pearl jam on there pearl jam's just so different just what they what they mean, you know, and like corn was a huge draw. Like I never, I never, I have a couple of corn songs that I like, but like, I was never like, I don't know, just people are so different. And, you know, it's really interesting. I've been thinking a lot about the death of rock and roll and just what rock is and, and, you know, how it evolves and how it's going to evolve and like how kids respond to it and like what it, what it is and why it's important. Like I think about it a lot and, you know, the, the Woodstock 99 movie, like, you know, made me remember this whole like other side of rock i guess like the hard rock or like you know the limp biscuit um kid rock corn you know that that's that whole side over there you know that it's you know i would never say that it was like like it's some of it's amazing rock and roll and there's some limp biscuit songs that i i really really loved and it it made me remember so much but regardless like nothing on that side of the spectrum um of rock i feel like even comes close to like pearl jam's position in rock because I, I pearl jam will travel through time forever you know it's like because they have so much love intertwined they have they have this balance you know it's like their music is about this 
this balancing of all these different emotions into something that's beautiful and becomes art. So the art that's on that side, the other side of, of rock, um, didn't resonate with me the same way, or I wasn't like, you know, it's just, I don't know. But I feel like rage is the closest thing. Like, I mean, rage against the machine, like they have that integrity level that Pearl Jam has. I mean, super fucking hard, so much aggression. They're so amazing. Um, I never got to see rage, but I did get to see audio slave and that was fucking awesome. Um, so, you know, Woodstock 99 had an amazing lineup, but it didn't have Pearl Jam. So I wasn't there, but you know, it brings up this, it, 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 it shows like the relationship between the music industry and art, you know, the music industry and artists, you know, it's like when Wyclef is up there and he's doing the star spangled banner, you know, like, you know, in tribute and relation to Jimi Hendrix doing it. And then he tells them all to throw their bottles. Like, I wonder how many people didn't get the joke. Like he could see it. He could see what this was and he was making fun of it. It was like, uh, you know, like, like what Seattle did, how they fought back against the mainstream, how they fought back against the industry trying to like blow them up and suck everything out of them. You know, like, yeah, sure. We'll make, we'll make an album, you know, we'll put 12 songs on it, but one of them is going to be radio friendly unit shifter. You know, it's like, they just fuck with the machine because the machine's not going to go away. And then like Woodstock 99, the show is like, they didn't give a fuck. You know, like they, they cut off their executive functioning, like they compartmentalize their executive functioning. You know, they put blinders on, they, they create a maze in their head of, of momentum and a path to get what they want, which was money and everything else is sacrificed. They don't know when or where or how, but everything else will be sacrificed because why they're stupid kids. You know, and they talked about this in PJ20, like they showed like the point of view of, you know, you know, or that, you know, of, of like society of like, you know, the baby boomer, the aging baby boomers, like, you know, perception of these kids, what are they whining about? You know, it's like, you know, what do they have to be so upset about? Like, are they really fighting against, you know, like growing up? It's like, I mean, you know, it's like that never really resonated with me. I never felt like I was like resisting against growing up i was i had this feeling that i was growing up in something that wasn't real and didn't actually have my best interest in mind so i had to take control of it as soon as possible but when you grow up without confidence or you know great parents it can be hard to find your own path and figure out how to stand on your own feet and then you know how to run you know but, um, but, you know, Pearl Jam came along when I was 12 and helped me do that. Um, like, and I, I had friends that, you know, really loved like, you know, Metallica and Korn and, you know, they were, they were, you know, dark people, but it's like, I've loved Nine Inch Nails since, you know, since this about the same time as Pearl Jam. So it's like, and Nine Inch Nails is dark as fuck, but there's just this beauty in it. And it's measured rage sometimes. Sometimes it's just, you know, balls to the wall, let the fuck go. You know, let's go find your demons, talk to them, see what's going on, and fuck with them a little bit. You know, but then there's some Nine Inch Nails that it just makes you just cry because it, it just resonates 
with a pain that you didn't know anybody else understood, you know, similarly to how Pearl Jam does in so many, you know, other um, areas of emotion, but just not always in that super dark place where Nine Inch Nails goes. Anyway, so those other bands didn't really like, you know, make sense to me or I didn't follow them or didn't have to be a part of, of their energy you know, the same way I did with Pearl Jam, but I still loved great fucking music and I loved going to shows and I could really respect, you know, great rock, you know, because great rock just makes you feel like that. And that's, that's what happened. It's like the, the emotional math of Woodstock 99 is super simple. I mean, we're talking like fundamental, like addition under 10, you know, it's like exploit people, don't give a shit, take away everything and leave them equals you're going to lose everything the entropy like we've talked about entropy entropy before but it's like if you like if you just look at like what's like 99 you know through an entropic lens it's like it's so easy because the way to the way to stabilize entropy in any situation or closed system is with information so it's like the more information you have about a closed system whether it's like a person or a rock concert it's like there is a certain amount of information and a certain amount of that information will guarantee a certain level of stabilization. You know, it's like if you have a kid and they're out of control and crazy, it's like parents know you got to make sure they have food, they have water, they sleep, they have stimulation, they have love. It's like you use information to stabilize the entropy in the child, which helps to stabilize entropy in your life and everybody's happy and they can walk along. But so the entropy just started to just, just, disintegrate and accelerate at Woodstock 99 and you could see it and like they the people that 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 did it position themselves to be free of responsibility you know and like because they understand kind of the dynamic with fans and with with music and with concerts it's like you know we all have prefrontal cortexes you know the newest part of our brains that make us different from every other animal. And that's where our executive functioning lives. You know, everything that we use to make sure that our lives are functional, that we don't die, that we, however we make decisions, our reasoning, it's like, it's all there in the prefrontal cortex, you know? So when you do certain things, you forfeit different levels of your executive functioning, which means that you might be trying to like, accomplish something that's challenging and you need help like when you're a child you know and you're relying on adults to help build your executive functioning to a point where you can survive on your own but then like when you're an adult it's the same thing and if you haven't been taught how to do it then it might not be super sharp and you might make bad decisions and the entropy in your life may be spiraling out of control until you learn how to control that information and have experiences and then apply it to your life that make everything more stable and more happy and bad things happen less frequently um, and then when they do, it's just a matter of how you deal with it and your perspective on the situation. Uh, but so when we go to a show, like at any point in our lives, when we go out into the world with other people, it's like we're we're trusting certain things like and there's certain truths, you know, about going out into the world. You know, and we put ourselves in positions w with certain levels of safety and we take certain risks. OK. Going to a rock concert in the middle of summer on an airbase with, you know, 300,000 people. This is a super high risk situation. This is super, super entropic. This is like, this is just fertile, you know? 
And before it happens, there's an equal chance of, of anything happening. It could be another Woodstock. It depends on what choices have been made, but you won't know until everything plays out and you get the people in position and you see how the people act, right? And there's no way to anticipate that. And so they, but see, that's why it's, 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 it's negligence on the front end. It's like, you can't, you, you can't, because you think you're in a certain position of awareness disregard or ignore certain things because other people don't have that level of awareness. Like there's this moral responsibility you have. It's almost like due diligence. It's like you should want to protect people from things they don't know they need to be protected from, you know? And like a lot of people don't know what they need protection from all the time. Some people grow up with sheltered lives. Some people don't get a lot of experience. Some people are abused and have no confidence. Like there's a whole spectrum of people, 7 billion people, 7 billion different experiences, seven different, 7 billion different levels of trust in themselves. So you get all these people together. They all want the same thing. They all want love. They all want a good time. They all want to see great rock and roll. They want to be together. They want to be connected. They want to do all of this, you know? but they're trusting certain things. They're trusting that it's safe. And that's a decision you can't make. You forfeit that decision when you put yourself in a situation where there are that many people because nobody has control. It's just something you have to know and believe and understand and accept. And good rock and roll is worth that risk, depending on who you are. I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm over six feet tall. I'm around 200 pounds. Like I can you know, handle myself. But even then, like when I've been in pits, you know, it's like I did not like I love the bumping around and the thrashing. And I mean, like, you know, like the music thrashing, like, but I didn't go to a concert to fight or, you know, I've, I've been there when like, you know, that guy started like pushing people around and punching. It's like, you know, he was abused by his father, his mother. He's got some, you know, super fucked up aggression. A girl broke his heart. Whatever the reason is for his pain, that whatever reason he's not sitting there meditating with a smile Whatever inspires him to get this energy out of him or her, it's possible, not likely, and put it out and physically touch other people with it. And then other people make choices to be in that with them. But like, you just watch the videos and you're like, this is madness. It's like, there, nobody, this is bullshit. This is like, it's like having a preschool class with, you know, 200,000 kids and there's no teacher, you know, but there's like the illusion of safety. There's the illusion of supplies, of the illusion of care. There's there's all of the illusions. And the only truth that those kids saw was coming from the stage, you know, and the experiences they were having with the people. But when the experiences with the people became so infrequently positive and everything started to get destabilized and like, you know, like it is so hard to party day after day after day. You know, it's like even when you're young, it's like, you know, you think your body's invincible and you drink and you drink and you drink in the sun and like you just, you just destroy your body, but you'd recover, you know, it's like, it's, it's just insane what our bodies can go through. And so you just, you, so it's a very serious thing to put yourself in the middle of a lot of people, especially when there's physicality. Like anytime there's like, you're not in control. It's like you're not in control of other people. Like you might not even be in control of yourself. You're not in control of other people's emotions. You don't know how much other people value life. You don't know how much other people value your life. You can assume they don't or it's part of what you could assume. You can assume anything, infinite things. But one of those things is they don't care about you. Why would they? 
Um, it's just all potentials when you're in a situation like that to minimize your risks so you can enjoy the event. So in that situation, the only thing that you actually trust are like, I guess, the people you know that you went with and the person up on fucking stage. Like, that's who you're looking at. Like, that's why when we're at a Pearl Jam show and like, we're all listening. We're all, if Eddie tells us to do anything, we'll fucking do it, you know, because we trust him, you know? And like, I mean, for us, Gilda, it was, I mean, it happened the year after, after Woodstock 99. I mean, and like, you know, bad shit happened at Woodstock 99, but like, not, not a lot of bad shit, you know, not like, you know, there weren't like multiple deaths. Like, I mean, it is shocking that, that more didn't happen. Like, I cannot believe it. Like when you see the video and you see the stories and you just know what humans are capable of, like when they say it's Lord of the Flies, anything's possible. And like, I mean, it, sh it could have been so much worse. I just, the rock gods were just like, just protecting everybody. You know, like how much energy was released? Like if you could quantify like the amount of energy that was released through all of those people for those three days, um, I bet a lot of them did feel really good, except the, the ones that bad things happen to. And like, but when you have a population of people like that and you put them in an environment like that and where they're governing themselves, you're going to have a spectrum of behavior and there are crazy fucking people out there. There are just crazy fucking people out there and there's people that trust people at different levels. It's just madness anyway you just got to take care of yourself you got to protect yourself and you got to be smart and you got to use your executive functioning and the person on stage is so important it's like when i went to a show any show that i ever went to you know no matter how hard if there was a pit it's like if someone fell you took care of them you know it's just camaraderie it's like it, it was always a baseline of love and rock even though you could get hardcore and thrash and like go nuts and like it's very aggressive and there's anger there's all of these things in play but you took care of each other. You know, if someone came over your head, you know, like you took care of surfers. You did not want them to fall because you knew that the person on stage, well, let's talk about Eddie. He did not want them to fall. Nobody wants them to fall. You get them to the stage. You work together so everybody can have this like magical experience. And like, you know, something like crowd surfing to the front of a Pearl Jam show could be life changing. It could be life saving for a certain person. Like, important things happen at rock shows um and so it was it was really sad to see how they were how they were treated you know it's like and where is the responsibility you know it's like you can't do this there have to be fail safes in place like there have to be like and they know like when they when these companies and industries want to do something and they want to extract as much money out of something they get wicked precise like, they think about everything. They think about, like, the dark side of this shit that our brains can't even, like, process or know about. Like, they try to do everything they can to get every single penny out of your pocket. They will even put you in a position where you're desperate. And they will limit resources. Like, this is so fucked up. It's criminal. Like, nobody should have been allowed to make any money off of that at all. And it was so weird to see the artists, because you know a lot of them are, like, good people, real people that have found themselves in the middle of a giant clusterfuck where the people in charge are like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We have, uh, we, we don't, we have, a uh, uh, legal immunity, so everything's fine. They're fine. You know, we don't know. We haven't heard anything. It's such bullshit. It's so terrible. Um, you know... 
but it was also so awesome. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't listen to Limp Bizkit anymore. I don't listen to Kid Rock anymore. I mean, every now and then a song might come on rearranged, um, you know, and the beginning of Ba Wada Ba with, uh, you know, when he screamed his name, that was cool. Um, but there's nothing I need, like, in my life every day for the rest of my life. You know, I go through phases where I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to Bush for a day or something like that. Or let's see, who else was, who played? I listen to Rusted Root every now and then. Get a little hippie, a little drummy. Oh, I love The Offspring. I mean, The Offspringers are, they, uh, you know, in the last 10 years, they moved up so high into, like, my my greatest rock bands that I listen to. I love The Offspring. I think they're so funny. And their good songs from the early years are so good. So good. Um, I mean, Gone Away, Something to Believe in, Self-Esteem, Come Out and Play. Um, I mean, so many more. They're so, so fucking good. Like, we had so much great music in the 90s. I just... Uh, we're so lucky. And it sucks that they had to end it like that. You know? It's like, it could have been a celebration of, like, 90s rock. But, like, at that point, like, you know, MTV had jumped a shark. And, you know, we're trying to figure out figure out what the fuck's going on. You know? It's like, they had the Iraq War in, in, the, in 90 and 91. And, you know, it's like, they want you to be, like... They want to create this illusion that like Woodstock can happen again. Something is sweet and innocent and lovely, but that happened at a certain time for a certain reason. It was energy coming together that create that that bloomed into this thing, because so many like-minded people came together at one place and were inspired by their experience and what they were stimulated by, which was music, you know. But the music at this show at this festival was totally fucking different. Like, what do you think is going to happen at nighttime when like everybody's drunk? Like this, none of this would have been shocking. Like it's how they were treated. You know, it's what they had access to. If they had bathrooms, if they weren't, if they didn't feel like they were being exploited and raped, I mean like people are literally raped, but everybody was being raped by the people that wanted to take all of their money and clothes and energy, they just wanted them laying on the floor saying like, all right, I'll give you my pants for another beer. You know, it's like, and that's, that's criminal. Like in the eyes of like the universe, like that's just really, really bad fucking karma. But if they can compartmentalize and be like, yeah, well, this person had a great show. These people were super happy. You know, they don't care about everybody. They're not caring about the all encompassing trip for everybody. You know, and that's what Pearl Jam does. Like it just, you know, juxtaposed against something like Woodstock '99. Like Pearl Jam, even, even makes more sense. It's even more important. It's even more beautiful. It's like, it's even more responsibility. You know, because music is so beautiful and wonderful and grounding and freeing, and it shouldn't be connected to these these entities and these things, these industries, these. But it is. I mean, everything's connected. It's just part of it. And uh, in PJ20, you know, that congressman was like, you know, when art becomes um, popular it, and successful, it becomes a business. It's impossible. It's like, you know, it's why you do it. You just don't expect it, like what Eddie was talking about. It's like you don't, you don't ever think that you're going to make it. 
you know, you don't ever think that you won't have to, to think about money again or that you'll get to travel. Like you don't, you don't think about it. And then it happens and it's like, holy fuck. And then you realize how important it is to people and not just like people, but like millions and millions and millions of people. Like it's a huge thing. But I think if you have the right instincts, you can navigate that. And Pearl Jam has shown that they do and they have. And they had to deal with a real fucking tragedy. I mean, the year after. Less than a year after. You know, it's like... And it's so sad. It was such a terrible thing. I mean, you know, they're not... They're not super aggressive. They're not encouraging people to go nuts and break shit. And, you know... You know, it's like... It was just a terrible thing that happened. You know? But the way that they put the way that they put on those sh- those shows and the festivals, it's like they just put them on with blinders, or they trusted the people, or they said we're just going to trust the people to take care of themselves, give them this freedom, but we're not responsible for it. Like that's how it works. So they have to protect themselves from liability and also give people the freest experience possible. And it can just be bad sometimes, um, and just terrible. But. Music's amazing. We just need to know, like, festivals are amazing. Like, rock is amazing, you know? And a pit can be amazing, you know? But we just need to know the inherent risks when we go in and have a certain mindset when we go in of taking care of each other, especially girls. Like, always girls. Always. Like, the girls that were in the pit throughout my life, I was like, holy shit, they're hardcore, you know? The smaller, the better, because they're fucking crazy. You know, what are they doing in there? It's like, if I feel fear in a pit, you know, or if I'm worried and they're in there, either they're stupid or I'm a pussy or it's somewhere in between. But like, we all want to have amazing experiences and the feeling of being in a pit, listening to music you love with other people while you're getting like, you know, jostled around and stuff is amazing. It's healing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But that didn't happen at Woodstock 99. They burned that shit to the ground. They balanced the energy. They were exploited so much on the front end, all right, that over three days it took them to balance out everything. Everything they destroyed, everything they stole, everything they took. Like, the energy balanced back out. Because no one had control over it from the beginning. It's just like fucking Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> It's just like Jurassic Park or the Titanic. It's like, when will we like figure out how to be humble? When will we figure out on a mass level like how to take care of each other? You know, so things like this don't happen. I can't believe no one died. Um, at least they didn't say. I thought I saw I saw one article that said there was one death, but um, they didn't say that in the movie. Um, absolute madness. Uh, <sighs> But it's worth it for The Rock, you know? And they know people are willing to do that shit for The Rock. It's just so messed up, and I don't know what to do. Like, I'm so happy that we still have Pearl Jam as a model and someone to trust that's in that sphere, you know, high up in that sphere. And uh, we know Rock's not dead. We know Rock won't die. But Let's Act 99 really tried to do it. I mean, like, those poor chili peppers. That shit was funny as hell. See, they're still around. I love that. You know, I was talking about what, yeah, but you know, the modern bands. There aren't any modern bands really, but you know, Chili Peppers are still out there playing. They're great. Guns and Roses. I can't believe I forgot about Guns and Roses, but they were gone for a long time. They're out there. Thank fucking God. 
um, that they're out there in the world putting true rock into people's ears. Because um, then maybe we got a chance. I think with, you know, Guns N' Roses and Pearl Jam, we can keep rock going until we get past this, like, morality crisis that our country's going through, and we can get to a point where, like, you know, art and love, you know, like, you know, the, the Woodstock comp, where we get back to a point where something like Woodstock is possible. Because um, we just have to believe and have faith that that is possible. Um, so anyway, that's how I feel about that today. I definitely check out, uh, encourage you and uh, uh, to watch that documentary. So interesting. Um, and I went to, I went just another thing. I went to Rockfest in, in the outside of Atlanta. So, I mean, you know, I went to a show with 100,000 people and I got, you know, I don't know, 30, 30 feet from the stage you know, and it was fucking crazy, you know, but like, I, I wasn't really concerned for myself and I like, I knew how to like get out if I needed, but the truth is if shit goes bad, you're stuck. And unless you help each other, you're stuck. And if you're little, you might be in danger. And even if you're big, you might be in danger. Um, so you just really got to be smart. I mean, but you know, you know, Rockfest was in a, a you know, a, a racing stadium. So it was huge. And like, you just don't, People don't realize like how, how how big you know masses of people are. Like you go to a sporting event, you know that's that's how close a lot of people get. But like a rock show where people are like intentionally trying to like you know resonate with your emotions and get you to feel different things. And like I mean, you just got to be ready. You have to be ready. Um, and drink lots and lots and lots of water and watch the alcohol and. Uh, take care of each other when you go to shows because it's so important it's such a it's such an important part of who we are and what we do and it is super important to get those emotions out and not everybody has you know a myriad of ways to get that out of them and so for some people especially young guys with a lot of anger they need music and physical things to get that energy out of their bodies because life is hard for everybody even you know an asshole. It's like, it doesn't mean to be an angry asshole, most likely. Just shit happened to him, and that's the kind of day he's having, or that's the kind of life he's having right now. Or her. And, um, you know, so we just got to take care of each other. And uh, Pearl Jam helps us do that. Anyway, have a good day. Peace. <laughs>